This episode is brought to you by Podbean, the easiest, most affordable option to get started in podcasting. Stay tuned to hear how you can get your first month of Podbean for free. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Committed Critics, a pop culture podcast where not only committed to our opinions, but also each other. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I'm Kevin Lau. I'm Ryan Davis. Guys, I'm back. It's been a while. <laughs> Whoa! Hey. <laughs> it's me, Zach. And it, it, it's it's a bit actually been a while for me. Hi, I'm Andy. Andy, Whoa, we have a special Woo. guest today. It's how'd me. you get into my house? <laughs> <laughs> Very carefully with a key. Consensual. <laughs> the door was I wide open. Hide that elsewhere. <laughs> Should have left it. I should not have left it in the open with a sign that says, "Here's my key." <laughs> well, now you know, I, I, guys. How you doing? How, how's life going? Man, doing great. How about you, Andy? I'm doing great. I'm working funerals. It's depressing, but you know, <laughs> it's a job. Yeah, <laughs> you guys saw your tweets. At least you got tipped for it. That's yeah, what I would have wanted. I mean, the money's good for a reason. So you know, it's can a I living. Ask a, can I ask a morbid question? Who wants their funeral recorded? So, uh, what we actually primarily do is like live streaming, but we record it anyway. So, okay. like, I come, I come in with like you know a standard like you know Sony camcorder type deal with a tripod. Right. I just point out the action, and it's we run like a streaming website for every single service. Okay. So, uh-huh. like you, you, you know, you go to our URL backslash the last name of whoever's service it is, and that way, you know, people out of state, people that are you know still observing COVID, you know, regulations, okay. everything, okay. don't have to go on site. So that's like our main thing, and then. I basically just as sort of like a polish it up type of thing. I'll go in, edit the sound, you know, make it all pretty and, you know, upload it. So technically mm-hmm. there is like editing involved, but the streaming is the main portion. So it's kind of like a COVID Man. service, like with people yeah. who can't control. Okay, cool. Okay. That makes yeah. more you sense get now. Tipped for it. Live, yeah. live streaming a dead guy. What an oxymoron. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like a like a like a video mortician essentially, just trying to make everything look pretty. You know, if you would have told me a year ago this is what I'd be doing, I would not believe you. But then again, you know, we didn't think COVID would last past two weeks, so it is what it is. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. But outside of that, you are a content creator for YouTube as well. Well, not for YouTube, but on YouTube. <laughs> I am paid by YouTube. No, not yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm actually uh, wrapping up season three this next week. I may have said that on the last one, but uh, you know, ha- had to take some time off, get adjusted to living in Chicago, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, got several videos in the backlog. So uh, yeah, check it out. I do like video essays, movie trailer edits, just you know, some fun little media commentary, all that jazz. So is Quicksilver going to show up in one of the episodes? You know, I don't want to spoil nothing, but. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It'd be uh, cool. Man, I'll go, I'll go to your uh, your Boston Kevin Feige, and then we'll we'll I'll, I'll get some answers out of him. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> once he starts paying me, let me know. <laughs> hey, uh, here uh, you got you're not paying one of your records. <laughs> so what we what are we talking about today, boys? Yeah, so glad you asked, Andy, because I was about to say it. <laughs> but today we're going to talk about childhood movies what the movies that we watched from our childhood if you couldn't guess from what i said earlier <laughs> wow good job kevin <laughs> i know great <laughs> title speaks for itself it's so easy um uh, so yeah just 
movies from our childhood that we really liked when we were just like wee little lads with developing brains and undeveloped prefrontal cortex. Um, some of us may not aren't old enough to have a fully developed prefrontal cortex anyway, but that's not going to stop us from making a podcast. Gosh, darn <laughs> uh, right. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, Andy, as a special guest, like, what was your one of your favorite childhood movies? Man, I gotta go with a uh, with, with a classic, you know, a classic two D animated Disney, uh, a Goofy movie. Do I got oh. any Goofy movie uh, fans in the house? Yahoo! Yeah, there you we go. go. Yeah, respect, respect. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one, uh, especially the first one. I, I, I'll give props to an extremely goofy movie, but I personally grew up with the first one a lot more. And you know, it's a story about father and son, and it's also got some pretty decent comedy still that you know will hold up. You know, twenty, thirty years later, however long it's been, and yeah, I, I particularly really enjoy it. Yeah, I watched the extremely goofy movie a lot as a kid. So I like I've, mm-hmm. I've seen the first one though like a couple of times. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. But definitely the extremely goofy movie has a stronger impact on me. Yeah. I think when I was a little kid, I get I get the covers mixed up for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like like oh, it's like I thought the extremely goofy movie was like the first goofy movie, and then like a goofy movie was the second one or just some oh, yeah. odd one because of how serious it was compared to extremely goofy movie. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also the soundtrack is like baller as hell. So <laughs> I don't know if I can swear on the podcast, but we can bleep it if necessary. I mean, hell is fine. As All long right. as it's like, like PG level swearing is fine. Um, cool, cool. We don't get flagged for that. As long as you're not mean to a minority, we're good. I, I ain't there trying to go. do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to live, man. Yeah, but I, I mean, a goofy movie, it's a classic. You know, you, you kind of add some character development to characters that have been around since the 1920s. And yeah. you actually kind of like grow them. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I've been known to be a bit more critical of Disney in recent memory. But, you know, the 90s will always have a special place for me when it comes to their stuff. So. Understandable. Okay. All it's I gotta been a say is Bob the... Iger. <laughs> Bob Iger. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> um, I was just How saying that guys? I haven't I haven't seen a Goofy movie in a while. Like I remember watching on Disney Channel, and like it'd be on, and I'd watch it occasionally, but like it was always like very very rare. So I've probably only seen each one like once, maybe. Yeah, I maybe recommend it. Maybe it's something I gotta go back to and rewatch. I think it's on yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Exactly. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, yeah, I'm, right. I'm, in the, I'm in the same boat as Kevin. I only I saw an extremely goofy movie more. Rip. Nothing wrong about with us. That. <laughs> uh, but Ryan, what's your favorite childhood movie? Well, okay, I was since everyone kind of I'm it's a little spoiler, but everyone did a lot of animated movies. I was like, well, screw it, I'll just do animated stuff instead of saying Transformers, like it, you know. <laughs> uh, Michael Bay uh, Transformer is basically an animated movie. Yeah, you're right. But um, I say The Prince of Egypt only because, and I'll argue this, it is the best animated musical, including any other Disney movie in existence. I'll uh, vouch for that. It's an amazing movie. My experience but. with Prince of Egypt is that I've seen it so many times, but I could not tell you a single thing that happened. In it it's, just, <laughs> like, it's like in one eye, out the other eye. Kevin, <laughs> did you not read the Bible? <laughs> I, I did. So I can I can relay that part. Fake fan. Can, Fake fan. I can only remember the Prince of Egypt like in religion class on Sundays, like in like fourth grade, like third or fourth grade watching because we like we were oh, wow. like forced to watch something. But, like that's the only context. I don't even know if it was the Prince of Egypt. I know Veggie Tales for sure. But I feel like Prince of Egypt was there, but maybe not. 
There was no. another movie like Prince of Egypt, wasn't it? It was the t- uh, you might be thinking the Ten Commandments. Okay, maybe it was no, that there was one. The, or no, the, the Joseph Coat. Yeah, oh, jo- Joseph. One? Yeah. So, yeah, that's the one I saw more frequently, and I still uh, couldn't, again couldn't tell you what happens in it. In one eye, out the other eye. <laughs> I still haven't seen that one, but I saw Prince of Egypt too many times to count. Like, well, I I stand by that Prince of Egypt can hold up even if you're not uh, from a religious background. Like, it's still like a really well made movie in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I went to a Christian grade school, so I feel like I feel really terrible not remembering a single thing about this. Bro, movie. I'm Catholic. I think I feel. <laughs> hey, uh, I watched it, Veggie Tales and Three, Two, One Penguins, though. I did too. So, no, I didn't Prince watch of, Bible Man. Prince Bible. of Egypt. I have the entire soundtrack on my Spotify favorites playlist. That's how much I enjoy that movie. It slaps. I, it's so like, good. The music in it is great. Maybe I got to turn it in, turn it on again at some point now that I have a more developed prefrontal cortex. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Zach, what's one of your uh, childhood movies? Uh, my favorite childhood movie would be Monsters, Inc. It is, I have a special place in my heart for Monsters, Inc. It was the first movie, the movie I saw in the theaters with my mom, I believe. I remember crying at the very end of that, like hysterically. Aww. And my mom having Aww. to like, like soothe me when finally Sully opens the door is like, kitty and the like booze like kitty yeah um but yeah it always got to me and i'd always rewatch it i had like the little like like the plastic vcr container for it you guys remember like those mm-hmm. yeah. big yeah. thick ones yeah i'd always oh. like we'd always plug it in have to rewind it i think it was like i think it was like a blue color to match solely like the tape itself oh yeah yeah and it yeah. was so cool always Classic. pop it in every like weekend or something whenever we were bored wanted to watch it watch it Bottomless Snowman always kind of freaked me out a little bit. Same with Water Noose, like a, li- a little, little freaky, but I was able to get by with it. I just think Monsters Inc. doesn't get enough credit sometimes. Like everyone's like, like, um, like yeah. Wally, like every other Pixar movie besides like Monsters Inc. I'm like, no, like Monsters Inc. is very underrated for what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, I think Monsters Inc. also kind of like it's still relevant in terms of themes as well. Yeah. Of capitalism and how it exploits humans yeah <laughs> <laughs> kind of literally they redo their entire like power system at the end of the movie because uh-huh. it was wrong like that's a great lesson <laughs> <laughs> think something you don't think about as a kid but then you're an adult you're like oh yeah it was literally child labor <laughs> to power yes, a company. <laughs> fun fact that's actually the uh first movie i remember like being able to read from because uh-huh. I remember, I remember, I think I got like the VHS for like my fifth birthday or something like yeah. that. And I remember like sitting at the TV and then being like, these are letters, like as the opening <laughs> credits were happening. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this is like the thing that people keep telling me I need to start like paying attention to. And then it changes fonts from like the standard text into the recognizable Monsters Inc. M. And yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that obviously means Monsters Inc. now. And I, for some reason that's just burned in my brain. Zach, nice. Zach, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Outside of the Mike Wazowski memes and Kingdom Hearts three, I have not seen Monsters Inc. in years. Twenty three nineteen. We got twenty three nineteen. Twenty three nineteen. Make them watch it right now. Monsters Inc. It. in review. When someone coughs on set, we got the twenty three nineteen. Tackle. <laughs> well, I know six, six, six feet away. Six feet away. Oh, six I mean, right. That's fine. Uh, I really shoot him with a net. Shoot him with a net. Right, that's fine. I haven't seen Prince of Egypt in forever, so where there it is. It's one for one right yeah, there. Even. <laughs> we're even. Bounces out. But Kevin, what is your favorite movie from your childhood, sir? 
Um, so apparently this is a this is a hot take I've, I've discovered in the social media that the first I think the first Toy Story is one of the still one of Pixar's best movies. Heck yeah. Um, it is. I mean, it is their first ever. It's the first ever full length CGI film. Yeah. So that was like a technical achievement itself. But as a kid watching it, it was just like it's one of those movies that like the pacing is so nice and solid that the mm-hmm. emotions are so motivated and like it has a nice flow to it. So it's so rewatchable from for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's also like toys coming to life. Like, you know, that's a childhood imagination right there. Right, yeah. That's um, a nightmare to me. Yeah, when you're not looking. <laughs> no, but I always thought like, you know, Buzz Lightyear was cool. Woody was really cool too. Like I had my I had a little Woody doll uh mm-hmm. back and, and a Buzz Lightyear back in the day. So it was it was just yeah, like I said, it was just kinda like like visually, of course, like you know, it hasn't doesn't age as well. It doesn't look as polished, obviously, as most right. more modern Pixar movies. But I think it looks, it still looks great, um, considering it's the first full length CGI film back in like 1997. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think you really can't go wrong with a Pixar movie as like your favorite childhood movie. Like I think my sister's the first... lost, the lost dinosaur, or whatever it's called. Good <laughs> dinosaur. <laughs> the good dinosaur. Um, the good dinosaur. Okay. But like the one I know that like, no my... one watched. <laughs> yeah i the, forgot it existed to be honest i know like the one in the first movie my, my sister saw in theaters was like finding nemo and that's why i like finding uh-huh. nemo a lot too is because she saw it in theaters so i went and watched it with her or we whenever she came home like we got the, i got the v the, the vcr thing um it was always what we'd watch also so i mean like pixar movies are very very good and i'm a pixar like purist like if you say like a rate like like frozen's a pixar movie i will like literally go and like strangle you like no yeah. like, <laughs> you have to know that you difference. gotta put respect on pixar's name <laughs> Zach, mm-hmm. Frozen's a Pixar movie. All right, Ryan, I'm coming to your coming to your apartment. Right Cancel. Get ready, <laughs> boys. We got solid picks all around because I I remember distinctly really liking Toy Story growing up, and for a while it was also one of my favorites for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the main kid's name is Andy, and then the <laughs> oh neighboring, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the neighboring kid's name is Sid Philip or like yes. Phillips or something. And I was like, uh-huh. that's my name, but that way. I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> uh, and then also, I don't know. A lot of people say like Toy Story 2 is so much better than Toy Story 1. It's like, I don't know. Like I kind of disagree with that. Um, I think, but also, it's also like apples and oranges kind of deal where because yeah. Toy Story is its own thing. It has, it has its own original feel to it. Whereas Toy Story 2 is like, okay, we're going to lean more into a comedy um and then toy story 3 is leaning more into a drama and toy story 4 is like you know a drama as a as an epilogue to that, toy story and woody's arc i think in like they're like how you said apples and oranges like toy story like the four movies themselves i think they're on a different like level like they are so good you really can't say one is better than the other because they are different right. enough to be like oh yeah like in this case like toy story 2 is better or in this case mm-hmm. toy story 3 like even toy story 4 like it was it seemed it was it weird that it came out yeah but like it was still solid Right, and it's still like different enough from Toy Story three to be like you can't really compare the two because they're both doing very trying to do very different things. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, because Toy Story four is more of a character study, whereas Toy Story three was more of the dramatic plot ending of Toy Story. Honestly, if you just changed the title of Toy Story four to like Woody and Buzz or something like that, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Like no one would have batted an eye. At are it. we gonna make a st- Are we gonna make a solo out of Star out of Toy Story? <laughs> uh, a Woody, a Toy Story story. <laughs> uh, Slinky, a Toy Story story. <laughs> oh God! All right, on that note, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back. We're gonna talk about another favorite childhood movie and what childhood movie we'd like to see have a revival. Ooh. Ooh. We'll be back in just a moment.
Starting a podcast? Try a Podbean Unlimited hosting plan. It's what we use here at Committed Critics, giving us the opportunity to have our show on Pandora, iHeartRadio, and even Spotify. You can get your first month of unlimited hosting for free on us by going to podbean.com slash committed crits, just like our Twitter, or by clicking the link in the description. Podbean, the easiest, most affordable option to get started in podcasting. And welcome back to Committed Critics. Hope you enjoyed the advertisements, because I sure did. I'm not sure about you, Andy, being the guests and all. Thanks, Podbean. Woo! (laughs) Unofficially brought to you by Andy Phillips. Exactly. (laughs) Andy Phillips. Check him out. YouTube. Let's go! Anyway, so we're going to talk about another favorite childhood movie. And we're going to start with Zach on this one, because I actually kind of forgot this one, but I wholeheartedly agree. Dude. Okay, so for this one, I wanted to do like SpongeBob SquarePants as a series, but since it's movies, I just got I had to put SpongeBob SquarePants the movie, like solid movie, solid movie. David Hasselhoff showing up at the very end, <laughs> like you're crying on the edge of your seat when they're drying out on the desk lamp, like oh, mm-hmm. Dennis, like it's so quotable too. Like in high school, one of my, like my personality traits was to be able to quote SpongeBob, make SpongeBob jokes left and right, like <laughs> basic boy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Spongebob SquarePants movie is so good. Like, you can't go wrong with it. Yeah, no, it's a really solid movie. Like, I even watched it about a little over a year ago. We watched mm-hmm. it again, and it's, uh, and I was like, oh, like, this is, like, amazing. Like, the pacing is so on point. There's actually a lot, like, really strong character development, too. Yeah. And it knows when to take itself seriously, but it also has that really goofy, wacky Spongebob. Now that we're men, to it. we, we can't do anything. anything. Now that we're men. I changed my under. <laughs> Did you see my underwear? No. No. That's Scarlett Johansson. That's what I killed know. me. That killed me. When what, I it's that one out. of her earlier know. roles, too. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I was going to say about SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie, what was it? Oh, crap. Um, I'll come back to me. I'll, I'll think about it. But the Andy, what was your favorite movie? Animation. Oh, see, like spinning, spinning off of your SpongeBob SquarePants thing, I was always like jealous of like, kids that got to watch it because i didn't grow up with like cable as a kid Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and also anytime that it was on like say a tv screen at like a restaurant or something like my older siblings would be like spongebob squarepants is so stupid i was like well (laughs) you guys are my role models so i guess i don't like spongebob and then i found out that it was cool as like 10 years later we can believe andy if it makes you feel any better i did have cable until i was like 10 years old but i wasn't allowed to watch spongebob yeah go figure and if it makes you feel better my parents also did not let me watch spongebob but i don't regret their decision at all (laughs) yeah (laughs) see that makes me feel a little bit better i get roasted every now and then like one of my friends will make a uh, spongebob reference and i'm like sorry not i don't get it i'm sorry yeah (laughs) i mean so like for me for my family when i was a kid before i was allowed to watch cartoons i had to watch a documentary or something on discovery channel or animal planet Mm-hmm. And I think I that's why I grew up to just hate documentaries. Wow. <laughs> that's such an intense weird punishment. <laughs> it's not even a, it's not even it wasn't even a punishment. It just like But hey, to a like, kid it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I'm like I want to watch cartoons after I come home from school. Like no, you got to watch the documentary first. You got to learn something. It's like I just learned something all day. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for 8 hours. <laughs> yeah, so, like, uh yeah. For 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 uh, my favorite movie, it's like much older. I think all the way back in like late eighties, early nineties. 
So I don't know if anyone actually remembers it, but it's called an American Tale, and I it's know about, what you're talking about. I just, yeah, it, I, I've it, seen it before. I just don't remember it. I just know it's a mouse. Or yeah, it, it's it's a mouse family, and they travel from the old country, and they're they're of Jewish descent, and they travel to America for uh, bigger and brighter prospects. And they're told that there's no cats in America, and yet come to find out there are more than enough cats, probably more than there were back where back where they're from. Um, so it's actually like a really decent commentary about like running away from the problems that you thought you were escaping and then they're so much worse in america mm-hmm. um andy, and it's still like it still holds up andy i was not expecting that plot line at i all. know right <laughs> <laughs> like, it whoa. throws you for a curveball oh like, meanwhile wait, it's still Jewish? rated g <laughs> they're running for cats is this is is this mouse the comic yeah, so I I think their kind of their general thought process was we have to make it a mouse family to kind of like stick it to Disney because uh it wasn't Touchstone but it was it was a competing uh animation studio with mm-hmm. Disney like especially around the time that Disney was dipping down before their 90s renaissance. So they were just like we got to strike while the iron's hot. And right. it, it, American Tale did have decent success. It got a ton of spin-offs, but uh so the original yeah, the the original's pretty good. My personal favorite is uh an American tale, Fievel Goes West, and it's Western themed, and it's pretty fun. I think that's the one I watched. Yeah. I have uh, not seen this movie or this series at all. I have no idea. I looked up the title, same. like the cover to see what it is, and I don't remember this at all. Yeah. I, I'd I'd recommend maybe cracking a brewski or something and sitting back <laughs> and just being like, This is my Friday. Like, Honestly, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's made by the is it made by the same people who made Balto? <laughs> possibly i don't yeah it is i think it is i saw balto i think you're right ryan yeah but but ryan speaking of you uh what's your other pick for favorite childhood movie (laughs) no one's gonna know oh god i'm looking at the document god (laughs) what do you mean no one knows what it is we talked about it a few episodes ago okay yes uh the the point of my life these movies are by no means okay the first one is by no means good the other the second two and three are but the bionicle trilogy uh, we don't Man, count I had no movie. idea what was happening in the third one. <laughs> it was just dark. <laughs> it was dark, but I enjoyed it because I was like, oh, snap, this is dark. But it's not like, you know, stupid dark. Like, uh, I don't know. But It was uh, just hard to see dark. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I enjoyed these movies as a kid. Um, I mean, I, one, I enjoyed Bionicles and Legos and everything. Mm-hmm. Two, they apparently had books that went into these movies. So I read those, too. But, wow. um... Yeah, uh, in case you didn't know, if there's a book to a movie that I enjoy, I'm going to read it. Go Star Wars. But uh, Yeah, props to you. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I enjoyed these movies as a kid. Uh, the characters are all very fun and colorful, obviously, because, you know, Legos. But uh, I will say the order is two. You should, in terms of timeline also, it's two, three, one, but also that's in quality as well. Uh, huh. The first movie is very much standard computer animation you can tell it got better as it went along not it was standard as in like direct to dvd <laughs> yes direct, direct to dvd well here's the thing the two and three did better as direct to dvd animation movies than the first one did like the first well, one was just... there was there's a huge quality jump in animation between the first and second one uh yeah. in, in, in industry wise in general yeah so yeah i if very you would have told enjoyed... me that in two months after we record the kyler episode 
that would be here with Andy talking about Bionicle yet again. I would have told <laughs> you. Yeah, is that crazy. I I love the Bionicle series. I don't. <laughs> I rewatched them all. They're all on. Oh, I don't want to say where they're all on in case we get copyrighted. Never mind. Oh God. <laughs> what 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 what's the uh this like storyline like? Um, basically, there's six heroes called Toa. They live on these little islands. Uh, the first one's in Matanui. The second one's in Metronui. Oh, second and third one are both in Metronui. But they basically uh, defend the island from this evil force called Makuta. It's, the, it's a basic heroes come together and fight evil darkness thing. Okay. But it's Bionicles. And they each have their own different ability, their own dif- different element. Uh, it's fire, water, wind, earth, stone, and ice. Don't ask me how earth and stone are separate elements. We don't question it. <laughs> it's, it's The world building of it is very interesting to say the least <laughs> hmm. yes i i enjoyed them as a kid i would i rewatched them all, all the time i owned the second one the soundtrack was great in the second one <laughs> i have no recollection so i can't say if you're right or wrong yeah, I, have no idea. I only remember the play sets and the commercials they were like beat they were like bionicle i'm like okay I'll tell you yeah. where you can find them at. The Bionicles were so edgy as a kid, man. <laughs> there was like, it's like for those kids, the '90s kids that were like, grow, like trying to starting to grow out of Legos. It was like, oh, but what about Bionicles? Like, hey, oh, okay. Smoking a cigarette, building a Bionicle. The video games were great too. They were hard as hell, but they were great. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it's what funny. I wanted to say. Hang on, real quick. That's what I wanted to say about the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. The video game was awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> It, Battle for Bikini Bottom was better, but yes, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, uh, second best SpongeBob game. So an American Tale never got a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't it get a point and click game for PC? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I want to say it did, but I don't know. <laughs> How about you, Kevin? Uh, what, what's your uh, next movie? Um, so another one is a movie that I've watched quite a bit, and I enjoy the show of it too. Uh, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Oh, yeah. uh, that, that came before the series, right? Yeah. Yes. So nice. Jimmy, so the movie was actually the originally supposed to be the pilot of the show, but oh, like the producers no. liked it so much they gave it a theater distribution. Huh. Um. So yeah. So there we go. <laughs> um. But yeah, no. Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius was just a fun Nickelodeon movie about kids whose eight parents get ca- captured by aliens. They think it's really cool. And then they realize, ah, we don't know how to do anything. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, I guess anyone over the age of ten was kidnapped. So. <laughs> but there's no such actually. There's no such thing as anyone over or under the age of ten uh, unless they're an adult <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. Uh, there's no like little children, baby. Like no one had to realize they had to take care of babies or anything. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk oh. about how they can all breathe in space? D- don't worry oh, about it. They, yeah, they, they, they go fine. to they, space. They reference <laughs> in the show. Don't talk about it. <laughs> it was a force field that Jimmy built. It was fine. I used to watch the show a lot. I loved the show, but for some reason, mm-hmm. when I was younger. The movie scared the hell out of me. Was it the really? giant chicken at the end? It was either the giant chicken at the end. I have so like the so like here's the way my memory works. The chicken was tied to a song. I think Pink that did it. Who was what was the song that like? It was the chicken dance. Yeah, there's a, it was... there was a chicken dance, but I think Pink wrote a song for this for the movie. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Pink, we got did the Jimmy Neutron? We got no the beat. We got oh, whatever that. No, song no, no, no. Oh, that's not. That's the Bee Gees. There, oh, there's something else. I'll look it up in a second. But let me continue my little tangent real quick. So it was that <laughs> the song and my oh, no, like. It, sorry, it's not the Bee Gees. I don't know. We got the beat. Oh, I gotta look this up to make sure I'm not wrong. And the fact that like parents got kidnapped, oh, and I used to like, goes. I was always afraid of my parents like like 
leaving us when we were younger and stuff like that oh, so it was always scary oh. for me to like see my like my parents getting kidnapped like that terrified me as a child oh man but like the series <laughs> is great i love the series yeah i remember uh renting from family video the movie and i i never like got to see the series but like i would rent the orange tape i'm pretty sure it was yep. orange yeah it was um, orange but I would always go to Family Video because they had free rentals for kids. And I'm like, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, again. <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> One more time. So that that's about the extent of it. Plus, I had, um, I think for like a Christmas, I got gifted the dog robot. Uh, and his back opened up and you could put little things that's in it. Awesome. it was oh, fun. Goddard. Yeah. Okay, so, so Zach, I'm looking at Jimmy Neutron soundtrack me too pink is not on here but britney spears is with intimidated it might be Yo, that even better it might be that yeah but chicken yes dance is are the credited artist is stupid it could be the chicken <laughs> dance for britney. but also i need to point out something on here that bowling for soup did the jimmy neutron theme <gasps> no way. yeah i'm yeah. looking at that right that's now. That's crazy <laughs> yeah Oh, Phineas and Ferb and uh, Jimmy Neutron. Bowling the for best soup. crossover experience was the Jim- Jimmy Timmy Power Jimmy Hours. Power I stand hour. by it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your move, Marvel. <laughs> That's my Marvel second favorite crossover of all time. <laughs> you know, Jimmy Neutron. I mean, it's still solid today. It has a really solid, really solid pacing, solid character development, all oh, yeah. that stuff. It's you know, it's really great. Nice, and the animation is really nice too, considering it was on a TV budget. <laughs> Um, anyway. So before we end the podcast, I want to ask you guys, what are some revi- so revivals are notoriously bad. We talked about this in another episode recently, but they don't have to be. What childhood film would you like to see remade or have a sequel of some sort? For me personally, I would love to have a sequel to Over the Hedge. Um, I, I watched Over the Hedge recently again. I was like, man, there's 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 potential for a sequel here. Like, I want one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't franchise it. Like, it seems like they set up enough, like, wacky sub- suburbia type stuff that it would have, like, developed at least into, like, a spinoff series or something. Yeah, or, like, yeah, some kind of, like, cheap animated show. But, um, yeah. I mean, it's based on a comic book, a comic strip for the newspapers that's still going on. Really? Um, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, the more you know. Uh, the creator is apparently follows me on Twitter because I'd mentioned, he's like, oh, I want Over the Hedge to have a sequel. And then he that's followed awesome. me and he, he replied to me. He's like, yeah, me too, man. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, Kevin, oh, to answer sorry. your question as guy. to why it did not get a sequel, it did not live up to DreamWorks's uh, money expectations. I mean, um, I figured as much. That's really um, it. Meanwhile, Which, yeah, it wasn't like a huge hit, but like, you know, it was something the kids knew about, though. Right. And it still did the Quicksilver sequence before Quicksilver. Even. <laughs> yeah. So like, also, let's be honest. Very true. Yeah. Like it deserves the sequel. <laughs> well, what about you, Ryan? What's uh, what's your. Uh, I'm going to have another obs- obscure movie. Uh, Hot Wheels Acceleracers. Uh, no you one. Say pro- obscure, but I know what it is. Oh, thank God! It. So far, only <laughs> one other person I know knows of this, ex- or two people know of this existence. Uh, the burdens, but uh, uh, Hot Wheels Accelerations, which was the sequel to Hot Wheels World Race. Um, yeah, they. It was a movie, TV series, kind of on Cartoon Network. There was four mm-hmm. of them, and then it left on a cliffhanger, and we never got to know what happened. And I was sad because it was a really big cliffhanger and they just killed off a major character. So oh, I hate oh, that. I, I really wanted to know what happened and then it just it stopped. And I, you can only they, there's only four movies in the world race movie. And that's what we're living with. Living with. It got dark, too. They, uh, oh, they they turned a character into a robot and then they go into full detail of how he was turned into a robot. 
Oh yeah. They it, changed every part of him. Uh, they sucked out every all his organs. Every part of him. Oh this is a kids God. movie, by the way. <laughs> Rated G. <laughs> In theaters Friday. <laughs> what about you, Zach? Uh, so for me, my request is pretty simple. It's not. It probably wouldn't go over well if it actually happened, because they'd be like, "Oh, why are we doing remix?" Um, but for me, I just kind of like a remaster of old Pixar movies. So, like for mm-hmm. example, like Toy Story remade with today's animation technology. Like the example I want to like cite is like the cat from Toy Story Four. Like that impeccable design and animation, like detail and technology put mm-hmm. into the original Toy Story, put into Monsters Inc. and the, all the right. old titles, and like. You know what? Just give it a 4K release. I'm not really a big 4K guy, but you know what? Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., they deserve a 4K re-release. Yeah, dump it into the have... Unreal Engine or something. Heck yeah. Yeah, I, I think they do have a 4K re-release, but like they did, it's just, you know, making the colors more pretty. It's just upscale, uh, Not including yeah. ray tracing or anything. No, but I mean like, um, a, like, a, like a over, like going back. Yeah, like no, totally files, overhauled. Yeah, because, yeah, um, well, I mean, like my only counter argument with that is that the, these designs that from like Toy Story, like the dog in Toy Story, like and the humans, mm-hmm. There, it it works because of the limitations. Like they they, they right. designed with the limitations in mind to make right. it all cohesive. So it, I feel like a sudden like a big boost in quality like that may not work out too well because also that's part of the writing, the part of the charm with the writing as well and the voice mm-hmm. acting. Yeah. Um. So it would just need a complete overhaul. Zach, you don't you don't like all of the a- Kit Andy's friends looking exactly like him but different skin tones. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it's the creepiest part of that movie besides the uh, you know uh, cyborg or the toy of uh, little creepy oh, yeah. toys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those toys. gave me nightmares. The the weird cannibal esque uh, like taking them apart and putting them back together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, imagine that in a in ray with ray tracing Heck technology. Yeah, man, I'm down for that. <laughs> Let's go. It, it suddenly gets a PG thirteen rating. <laughs> I I don't think they would they would ever actually like at least not within our like young lifetime mm-hmm. that they would actually remaster them. But I could totally see them for like say like a like a tech demo or yeah. like an investors meeting, like mm-hmm. doing a side by side of like, Hey, here's where we're at, but with the same scene from like toy story one or something. Yeah. Just kind of totally give that, that contrast. So I bet mm-hmm. that that's in the works somehow. That'd be cool. Yeah. I can see that actually being a really nice, like you said, a tech demo, just be like, mm-hmm. Oh, look at how we've advanced so far by ourselves. Pixar, the pioneers. <laughs> we're so good. Disney, give us money. <laughs> and what about you, Andy? What's your, uh, your desired revival? Well, go figure that the uh, the you know last movie on our list is the only live action one uh, on on all of ours. Uh, I'm going with uh, Inspector Gadget. I think it was a 2000 2001 uh, mm-hmm. live action Disney movie uh, mm-hmm. with Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Oh my god, it was Matthew. Interesting Bro- casting choice. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, you know this is coming from a Ferris Bueller stand. He's uh, <laughs> he's definitely not the greatest in the role. He definitely just kind of is an actor there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm my kind of thought process is uh, like all the different options you could have with today's like CGI techniques. You yeah. could really get creative with because obviously they're a little limited of like what they could practically do. But I think with today's abilities and with the right budget, they can make not only Inspector Gadget himself, but also like the car in the villain so much more kind of like high tech and realistic, but yeah. you know, still keep it child friendly. So I think Inspector it could be something. Gadget directed by Zack Snyder. Yo. <laughs> yes. Yo. I, I would love it. 
But Andy, <laughs> Andy you know that the, did you know that there's two animated um, Inspector Gadget shows? One is a 2D animated from when the movie first released, and the other one, or maybe the movie's based on it, actually. And then there was a CGI one on Netflix about less than a decade ago. Oh, I didn't know about the Netflix one. What is it? Gross? Does it look weird? It, you know the Garfield show. I know that. Oh, okay. Like the the newer 3D the newer animated Garfield? one. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like that. Oh. <laughs> Slightly better though. Andy, All who right. would you cast as Inspector Gadget like today in today's standards? Oh, me. Oh. Let's see who's a who's a who's me. a young <laughs> brunette haired person in Hollywood. Um. I, I don't mean, know. Tim- all of them, if you dye their hair. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw in Timothy Chalamet and freak everyone out. Hey, hey, hey uh, Andy, there is yep. going to be a reboot for Inspector Gadget. Are you kidding me? They confirmed, <laughs> it, back, they confirmed it back in January 2020 that it would premiere I, on Disney+. I, Plus. Pre- I predicted the future, guys. <laughs> <laughs> After it's been already announced. I know, I know. <laughs> Tim- so, yes. Timothy Chalamet is like... Go go gadget! Stop! Toothbrush! Stop! <laughs> so you are getting it. You are getting it, Anthony. You're getting it. All right. Oh my god! It's going to premiere on Disney Plus. Oh my god! It was during the investors meeting, like when they announced all the other stuff. Oh, oh. That, that, that's how I missed every. You know, they're just like Star Wars, Marvel, and then I missed everything else. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of the, like all so some of the more interesting announcements they make, they don't even have a photo to go along with. It's yeah. just like a block of text. I'm like. Please, man. Like, this is actually a really cool one. Like, the the Blood and Bone series getting a Disney Plus adaptation. Like, that's a cool one. Hmm. I want to. I want to. Maybe it's Child of the Bone. It's one of the two. But uh, you know, I know it's it's a very it's it's an African American um young young adult novel series um that would be really interesting to see Disney try because it's an urban fantasy, but also it's like kid friendly, so like they could do it. Yeah. Mm. But um, still no word on the Percy Jackson. Disney Plus live action. We're getting scenes. one. It's, Except uh, that it's still it was, happening. It was announced during that investors meeting, like with Marvel and Disney and the Star Wars stuff. No, they did. Yeah, oh, well. it is what it is. But anyways, today has been a fantastic episode of Committed Critics. Do you guys have any last words before we uh, end this episode? I'm all good. Andy, shameless plug, go. Uh, subscribe to the Andy Phillips channel at I am Andy Phillips on all the socials. And uh, yeah, love you, Ryan. Anything to <laughs> say? Aww. Uh, watch Bionicles and Hot Wheels. That's oh, all I can say. <laughs> Man, why watch Bionicles and Hot Wheels when you can be Bionicles and Hot Wheels? Buy Bionicles and Hot Wheels at your local Walmart. Sponsored. <laughs> they don't sell Bionicles anymore. <laughs> Are we getting sponsored by Walmart? <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> I would sell out to Walmart. I would too. <laughs> to pay my bills. I would too. I'd think about. twice about it. <laughs> when not, it's like, I would sell out to most companies. Just do it. <laughs> Uh, this has been Committed Critics. You can follow us on Twitter at Committed Critics. That's C-O-M-M-I-T-T-E-D-C-R-I-T-S. You can follow us on YouTube at Committed Critics. That's spelled the same there as it is here and everywhere else. You can support us on Patreon. Just $1 or $2 a month could help us a lot. Uh, and special thanks to our current patron, Davey Peppers, who runs the show uh, Game Mechanics on YouTube. And the recent episode is about uh, video games that only had a limited release, whether physical or digital only. It's a really fantastic video essay. Only 10 minutes long. Worth the time. Uh, special thanks to our sound engineer, Jordan Smearman, and uh, special thanks to Andy for joining us today. Thank, Thank you, you so guys much. for having me. And Woo. we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. Adios.